The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Liz Farrell is president of the Teachers Union of Ireland. Tell us what you found of schools having problems filling positions, teaching positions. Hi Matt, thanks very much for this. Yes, the key findings of our principal and deputy principal surveys show that 91% of schools experienced teacher recruitment difficulties in the previous six months. 61% of schools experienced teacher retention difficulties. 71% of schools advertised positions in the previous six months for which no teacher applied and 61% have unfilled vacancies. I think the stats are very, very stark indeed. Is there a shortage of qualified teachers or is it that they've just decided they don't want the jobs? No, I think the the issue is that we have a long-standing issue that goes back all the way to the pay equality problem that we had. But what we really have seen in the last number of years is a huge increase in demographic in schools. And uh, our, our new entrant teachers who are coming in, who are not necessarily very young people either, um, are people who are not being offered full-time positions. And we're calling for an increase in the allocation so that schools can offer full-time positions which are sustainable for these people. We're also calling for an increase and a restoration uh, in the post of responsibility structures in order to create a career path for this, these people and that will help our principals and deputy principals who carried out this survey on, on our behalf. And that will help to take the pressure off some of them. And that will create more pastoral structures, things like yearheads that are much required in schools. And we're also calling for teachers to be represented on the teacher supply group, which was established in 2018 and has members of the Department of Education, teaching council, university reps and management bodies. And we believe that if we sat on that we have a lot to offer and could help with that. Yeah, now, listener here says there's no teacher shortage. There are poor prospects, meaning the system can't attract or retain good people. I had 15 years teaching experience, several years in support services. This summer I did 10 interviews and six, uh, six of them weren't real jobs, says this listener. I've left now for the private sector where I'm treated with respect and appreciated. And I think I think that is an issue that what we have are teachers who are being offered jobs in other fields of expertise as well. And you've got to consider that what they have done is a four-year degree. They do a two-year PME at extortionate costs. And then they go in and if they are offered anything at all, what they're offered is short hours. We know for a fact, given a previous survey that we carried out, that 65% of people applying for jobs are not given full-time positions. So why would they take the job up then? I mean, isn't this the schools creating a problem for themselves? But I mean, that is back to my initial point, which is that we have such a problem in schools that if we increase the allocation, well, then we might be able to make it more attractive to people to apply. Okay, Jennifer Horgan's with us as well, secondary school teacher in Cork, Irish examiner, columnist. How long are you teaching, Jennifer? I'm teaching. I qualified in 2006. So what's that? 18 years. And you got in before the pay grades were changed, were you? No. So what I did, Matt, was there were no jobs available when I qualified. So I left for London straight away. And then after six years there, I went to Abu Dhabi, worked there for six years. And then I came back to Ireland. And I can tell you, I experienced a huge demotion. 
by coming back because if by you come into back. the system after 2012 you're on an inferior rate of pay to those who were employed no. in jobs beforehand? No? I was actually lucky because I'd qualified before the change in pay rate ah. so I was still entitled to the earlier conditions. It was much more to do with the the, the fact that when you come back you I, I was lucky in that I got my own hours and I got a full contract. Um, so And that is very, very unusual. So I was lucky in that. But when you come back, you have to go through two years of a probationary period before you get your permanency. So you go through two rounds of interviews, regardless of your performance. Um, and it takes you two years to kind of get a permanent position. But here, what I find really interesting is that if I decide to move schools, because let's say my, my circumstances change, I lose my permanency. So I lose all of my security. Even though you're working within the overall state system and your salary is paid by the state, Department of Education. I go back to the bottom and then I have to go through the same process again. So there's absolutely no kind of, I suppose, impetus for anyone to move schools because if they do that, then they lose what they've fought for for those two years. Which I find deeply problematic. I'm getting the text messages that I anticipated saying, you're well paid and you have good hours and you have long holidays. Yeah, and, and, and we know that's the mantra in Ireland. And actually that, that attitude is having an impact on the profession because it adds to our feelings of you know, not being respected as a profession. We are well paid. We do get great holidays. So why aren't more people becoming teachers? They're not because actually the conditions of teaching are so poor. Um, and it's exactly that, that we cannot get full contracts. Um, it's, the job has been uh, casualised. Um, we're fighting for allocation. Uh, so you have, um, you know, schools scrambling on a daily basis to fill, to fill classrooms. Um, we're not looking after the basics, which is to have a teacher in every classroom for those children. Um, so it, it's a really stressful job. And it, like to do it, you need to feel respected. And I don't think teachers do, sadly. And are there then subjects that can't be taught because there aren't teachers available? Exactly. So that's happening in schools. They're reducing choice for students. And I think rather than talking almost, of course, this is an issue for teachers, but the the issue is for the students. So what you have happening is that students don't have the same range of subjects. You also have it that, you know, teachers that would ordinarily be looking after children with additional needs are often pulled into classrooms because there's no one there you know, to teach the class. And we're seeing as well a huge increase in private grind schools, so demand for private grinds. So it, this is going to impact the, you know, the, the children who already have challenges the most. Okay, you said you were away. Was it Dubai for six years, was it? It was Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, yeah. sorry. Which yeah. lots of people are doing. But yet yes. you do come back, don't you? I mean, which would suggest that okay, maybe it's a love of home, maybe living away in somewhere like Abu Dhabi, even if the pay rate is brilliant, surely maybe it's not all as cracked up to me? Well, I came back for family reasons and I had, you know, um, you know family members that I came back to, to, to care for and to, kind of, to be with family. Which and a lot I of think, yes, do. Yes, of course, you know, so that, that's it. I, but I, I suppose my husband is a primary school teacher. He, he had almost more trouble because he had to obviously, uh, you know, with the religious aspect in primary school, he had to obviously go back and do the Irish cert. It's it's really difficult for people to come home once they've left. Um, and I suppose I, I can fully understand why people wouldn't come home. That wasn't my particular experience, but it's, it's very understandable considering, I, I suppose, like I had 12 years of experience teaching and I came back and had to fight to get permanency. When you're abroad, you can move from school to school. You're a qualified teacher and you're respected as a qualified teacher. You don't have to 
keep on sort of proving yourself to get basic, you know, the basic kind of working conditions. Um, I think there's also an issue here in that teachers don't feel listened to by the department and curricular changes happen and teachers don't believe in them. So the reforms now that are being suggested by Norma Foley, they don't make sense to teachers. I'm an English teacher and her reforms for the English course simply don't make sense. And teachers are also upset with the junior cycle because we have a wonderful junior cycle, but our exams are atrocious. So we're worried because it's like, well, the junior cycle doesn't make sense. And now you're reforming the leaving cert. Like, you know, please listen to what we're saying, what's happening in classrooms. So that level of kind of gaslighting and disrespect is also impacting the profession. Liz Farrell, I want to go back to you. There's also people bringing up questions about Teachers taking career breaks, which means young teachers are subbing in for them but can't get full-time jobs. Is that a fair criticism? I think the career break structure is something that possibly Jennifer may have availed of. And I mean, I agree with everything that she said earlier. So it does give um, our, our new entrant teachers the possibility to gain experience and to get, and if somebody is gone on a career break, they're getting full-time yeah, but jobs. Are, but are people who are filling in, are they getting enough security? Are they getting paid well enough for doing that? Well they, well, they absolutely would because they're not being offered short contracts. And that's what that's the point that we keep making. And, I, you know, I'm not being disingenuous by repeating it, Matt. It is 65% of the teachers starting off are on less than full hours, you know. And I just want to say to, to Jennifer, if I may, I'm an English teacher too and a former um, chair of the Irish National Organisation of Teachers of English. And I absolutely agree with what she said earlier. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of frustration within the teaching profession with regard to sort of changes being foisted okay. upon us. We leave it there. Liz Farrell from the TUI and Jennifer Horgan, columnist for the Irish Examiner and Teacher. Thank you both of you. Um, this listener says, I, work, I worked in the private sector until I was 26 when teaching at 28. I can tell you, having worked at both, I've never experienced a workload like teaching. No one understands the work that goes on in preparation, corrections, reports, parent-teacher meetings. It's outrageous and the pace simply does not reflect the workload. Our holidays are great and appreciated, but also well-deserved and well-needed. Back after this. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-